everybody it is me matt Wright, here live with you on this fantastic thursday night on muddy waters media hosting a brand new episode of the writer's block it has been what a month since the last writer's block uh and to all of the blockians out there who like to tune in every thursday night as opposed to uh watching football or whatever people do on Thursdays. I don't know anymore. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you, because without any of you, none of this would make any sense. So thank you to each and every one of you, uh, and uh, allow me to thank, starting off, this wonderful uh, back-to-air back action of the writer's block. Knock them all at home for the kava I am drinking on today's episode. You are looking for something that tastes like a potatoes liquefied and you can't drink alcohol with it and it doesn't taste good at all, but it kind of relaxes you. Go to knockemallathome.com today. Bula Vinaka. First, let's uh, start off by saying no matter where you are watching this, uh, make sure that you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the follow button. Make sure you hit the, the other, other button that there is to hit. Hit uh, naval notifications. Hit whatever. And if you truly, truly like what you see and what you hear, make sure that you go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe and become a member of the... I hate calling it anything that... It, 
called it, but uh, join join the group, the the smartest group out there on the internet by becoming a member of the Muddied Waters Media team. Um, you get lots of great stuff. You get a monthly Zoom call. You get exclusive content. You get uh, 10% off at the store. You get 20% off at defythepower.com. Lots of great things. Anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe. Uh, so before we go any further, allow me to thank the people who pay our bills mainly. Like... Joe Soloski, he's running for governor of Pennsylvania, and we're going to be talking about Pennsylvania a lot today. So Joe Soloski, he is the key to Pennsylvania's success. I used the wrong video. I got a new computer and put the wrong video on his thing. Uh, also, let's thank Thomas Queter. Thomas Queter is a wonderful, wonderful man who says he runs better than Albany. And that's funny because he is in a wheelchair and he basically doesn't have, like, legs. I mean, he does. You can see him. They're there. They're little. They're... They don't work. Uh, but he runs better than Albany. So go to Tom for 52 T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com and support Tom Queter today. This episode is also brought to you by Mudwater. If you wake up in the morning and you're like, I hate myself and I want something that's not as good as coffee with less caffeine um, and won't get me all jittery like I've been up all night doing illicit drugs but instead i want something that's going to ease me into my day go with mud water uh it's got masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and that is it it tastes exactly like you think those things are going to taste when you mix them in water so be sure to add honey trust me you're gonna want to add honey to this concoction Jack Casey. Jack Casey has written some books. I have not read these books. I won't read these books. Uh, if I was going to push books that I have read, I'd be like, go to Amazon and find books written by me, Matt Wright. There are two out there. Uh, but Jack Casey pays me to push his books. I won't read them because I don't want to push books on you that are terrible. And if they turn out to be good, I will feel very bad about some of the stuff that I've said about Jack Casey and uh, his books right here on this show. I also did not frame this correctly when I was quickly adding it. So we're just going to do that right now. But Jack Casey, go to theroyalgreen.com and get your Jack Casey fix today. Also, if you want to, Head on over to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store. Muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store and uh, pick up the shirt. Get the writer's block shirt. Not many people have gotten the writer's block shirt. Um, now, my guest tonight is a wonderful person and she is, I believe, if I am correct, uh, only the third person to appear on the writer's block twice. Only the third person to appear on the writer's block twice. Uh, we all remember when she was on uh, roughly five months months ago. Uh, please welcome three three months ago. She's telling me three, and I believe her. Uh, <laughs> please welcome with me Christine Womack, everybody. Christine, how are you today? I am good. A little under the weather, but um, it, I still had to be on here because I love you. 
and I need to represent my husband who is even more under the weather right. than me. So yeah. And to just so everybody knows, Dave, Dave, your, your husband, yes. he, he was supposed to be the person who was coming on. He is under the weather, as you said, and he is unable to be here. Uh, so our condolences to him and we hope for a very speedy recovery. Thankfully it's, thankfully it's just laryngitis um, that's been plaguing our house and nothing, any, anything more serious than that. So. Yes. Uh, and that's definitely, especially today's world where yes. everybody's like, Oh, <laughs> you don't feel good. Stay away from me. Stay away from me with your COVID because <laughs> you're going to kill my grandmother. Um, <laughs> I need that shirt, by the way. I mean, if I'm the, one of the only three people that's been yeah. on the show it's more a, than one time, you Dan Berman and, uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron's last name now got married. Edwards, Aaron Edwards. Okay. You, you, Aaron Edwards, and Dan Berman are the only three people who have been on my show. Um, I, I feel privileged. So thank you well, for having me back you, on. As you, <laughs> that is the right feeling to have. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Since uh, since we've had you on before, we've already discussed how you became a libertarian. We can kind of just like kind of get into everything that's going on. Um, with you and with Dave. Um, so last time we talked, uh, I mentioned that where you live apparently has more hours in the day than anywhere else because yes. you do more in a day. Um, if I told you what I did today, you wouldn't believe it. So <laughs> probably, probably not. I've got a slight touch of the laryngitis, but I still went out this morning and I chopped a bunch of firewood and then uh, I went to the store, which is 20 miles away and I picked up groceries for the week and then picked up the kids and then I coached them and whatever sport is happening right now. <laughs> and then uh, came home, made dinner for everybody, put them into bed and now I'm doing this. Oh yeah. After I had the, uh, the Pennsylvania LP. Uh, oh Yeah. It, close. I had dentist appointment. I dressed as the Grinch for a holiday party for some kids at our school district. Then I worked and then I went to the store, came home, made dinner, and then listened to the JC hearing. And then now I'm here. Well, I am <laughs> glad. Uh, BDSM gurus, the poor video quality on my end or the stream. Let me know what it looks like because I may have a quick fix for it. Um, one that's going to make me very upset, but I think I might have a quick fix for it. Uh, so let me know. Um, yeah, no. Quick so if it means for... anything, my signal looks good on my screen, like well, what I see for you. So okay, it was on his end. Cool. All right, I was very <laughs> worried on whether or not this was going to work the way I wanted it. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, we as we learned last time, you. You're like the army in the 80s where, you know, we do more before 5 a.m. People do all day. Um, so it is good to see. It is good to see that that has not changed. Nope. And won't anytime soon if I have anything to say about it. So. Perfect. So. So Dave, um, he was one of the 149 libertarians. 156 is the current elected a total for Pennsylvania. 156 okay yeah in yes. in in the notes that i had 149 was what i was told so i was like 
no you're that was fine uh that was probably the number like four or five days ago but jen has been another person who has more hours in the day than the rest of everybody um has been auditing county by county to see who got elected as a libertarian okay so we're up to 156 libertarians elected to office in pennsylvania that is absolutely unbelievable and many of this is because of the molten Molten maneuver molten maneuver i was going to call it the molten method and i was like no uh the molten maneuver which uh for anybody out there who doesn't know can you explain what the molten so my understanding of the molten maneuver as it started is chuck molten um the genius that he is um realized that there's like a not a flaw, but like a loophole in the system in Pennsylvania where the primaries end and we can, we still have like two and a half months to when paperwork needs to be submitted for anybody running as none of the major parties. So we figured out what um, races had no one running and we utilized those to um, encourage libertarians to run for those positions. And they are borough council, they're mayor in there was actually some in new york county that were mayor <laughs> that had no one running for them um auditors constables uh inspector of elections a mate um and other things like that but we we encourage people we send out letters and we ended up yeah having 156 people elected and that's and that, with write-in that's with write-in and people who ran actual campaigns oh wow yeah no and that's amazing and um I know that Spike has been going around talking about all over the country saying that this is something that every state needs. This is if you want to get libertarians in, in order to prove libertarians can do what we have been saying for fifty years now. This is what you have to do. Get their name out there. People go, Okay, this is working. Keep voting for people. And from there you'll move up to your state house. Um, the, the key thing the key thing about molten maneuver and there's been some backlash there's some people who don't necessarily support it which i don't understand why but that's another story um is that their their complaint is that these are the scraps that no one wanted and we need the, the main my my focus on the molten maneuver is that we need to make the word libertarian be known on the ballot make it recognized it's not some rare thing that happens every once in a blue moon it's a consistent thing and actually here in york county we're talking about having people run for multiple races now you can only accept one but if you run a contested race they're going to see a libertarian running against the republicans and democrats and then you can also run the uncontested race where you have the still possibility of basically a win um And that's the key here is, yes, we're getting people in. And the people who are running as constable can then potentially run as sheriff. Right. Or people who are running as auditor or borough council can run for mayor or city council, things like that. It's growing. And it's little baby steps that help to make those big leaps later on. And it's making the party recognizable and known in the daily life that we're not just here every four years to be a spoiler in the presidential election. Right. And so many people accuse us of just being that, like, that. Yep. you're just here to try to make sure that my team doesn't win. And whichever person you're, 
whatever. I'm here party. to make sure both teams don't win. Right. That, that is an accurate <laughs> statement, but it's not just for your team. It's for both teams. <laughs> right. It's trust me. It, if I could have my cake and eat it too, neither of you would win. But if, because you're the one that said it, I'm rooting against your team. Yeah. Um. So, 156 libertarians elected in Pennsylvania. That again, amazing. Um, and you know, it it does help. It it, it educates people on what yeah. it is that libertarians are. That is that is what is important uh, in growing the party and getting more. Um. So, it, it was fantastic. Now. Dave was running for borough council in Dallas Town. Dallas Town, yep. He Dallas was running Town. for a two-year borough council seat, uncontested. It had been vacant for over a year. No one was even, a, a, from my understanding, even inquiring to be appointed to the position. Um. So yeah, he ran for an uncontested seat. So the previous person who had that seat ended up running for commissioner of your county and won. And is actually the person who signed his certificate of election, um, which is the irony there. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, he was running an uncontested seat for um, a two-year seat in the Dallastown Borough Council. Now, he actually ended up getting over 400 votes. He got 404 votes um, for his seat. And the, the people running for their four-year seats, the incumbents that were running for re-election, he got more votes by more than 40, I think, from the highest vote getter from the incumbents. So the highest person over there was like 370-ish or something like that. And he got more than them. Um, he actually spent all day from about 7.30 to about 6. Uh, so 85% of the day outside of this, the poll, talking right. to the constituents. I stood at the other one. So we've had both of the two polls covered in our borough. Um, and he was telling them it's an uncontested win. So I'm pretty much a guaranteed win, but I want you to know who you're voting for before you come in there and vote for me. Like, I want you to see me and, you know, I have no ill will against anybody that's currently on the board, uh, the, the council. In fact, the president's wife is my vice president on the PTO. So, you know, I have no ill will to any of these people. I really don't know them because I don't really ever see them out. Right. And but um they they weren't out working to try and rewin their election. Well, yeah, when you're running uncontested, you really don't need Exactly. You can just unless you show up. Unless you want them to know who you are. Right. Now, from what from what I understand is that the borough council has gotten together and they are trying to this distance themselves from Dave and not allow him to take his seat that he won. So what they stated on Monday, when Dave made his official statement of accepting the position and commitment to take the oath in January is that they don't have a say in this. They did admit to calling the DA after a constituent. And I know who this constituent is, but we won't go there. After a constituent, we don't want to, we don't want to dox them right now. I mean, no, 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 that would, that would not be great for my personal life. Um, <laughs> um, correction. I am 90% sure I know who it is. Um, went to the borough office to make a complaint 
and they admitted that that happened. And then they admitted that they called the DA on behalf of the constituent, even though the constituent has the ability to call the DA themselves to make the complaint. Um, they did it on behalf of the constituent. And that was the only participation that they had in the thing. However, their solicitor sent Dave an, a letter stating that his previous felonies from nearly 20 years ago disqualify him from holding office. However, and he quoted section two, uh, article two, section seven, I believe it is of the Pennsylvania I, I, constitution. I was trying to see if it was in my notes anywhere. And I was like, oh yeah, article two, section seven. Yeah. I, see, I've got, see, I did good talking points for him. Um, <laughs> article two, section seven, it talks about how you can't hold office for the general assembly if you've had embezzlement, all of these different things. And then it says other infamous crimes. And then when you look up other infamous crimes, it says the 10 preceding years. Well, days are 19 years ago by the time he takes office. Um, so, and let's not fail to mention that it's talking about the general assembly right which is pennsylvania state senators and representatives it is yeah. not borough council <laughs> right um I mean, yeah and, and what so yeah the way that i read it when i was reading because I, I read dave's statement and um and it i was like if this is only for the general assembly like why is this even something that they're attempting to push so um, their argument is that because it says of office of trust okay they're using that as their reference point and you know i but came back ignoring the 10 years thing yeah okay and they're ignoring the fact that it says under general assembly like when because you know he and i were looked through this because we knew his of his past his his fel he has six felonies just for reference for anybody who's interested and wants to maybe help out with you know getting dave into this office his six felonies are from 2003. He was a stupid child who was dealing with some addiction and his friends decided to rob a convenience store with a BB gun. And then they decided to steal beer from a beer distributor. And then I think they went and stole cigarettes from another convenience store. <laughs> and, you know, I think he got ended up getting caught with his dad's gun when he was on the run because he was a 22 year old who had never been in trouble before. Right. Um, but no one was ever hurt. Um, there was no children involved, nothing crazy or ridiculous. It was poor choices. And I know we've all made poor choices. I have, I just never met that bad, but, <laughs> but you know, I like, I like how so quickly you were like, it was like, <laughs> we all make poor choices. I mean, I have, well, not, not anything. Not like that bad. That. Not that bad. <laughs> I have a uh, fear of consequences. So um, I, I, I overthink stuff, but you know, he, the point that he's trying to put through isn't, he wants to be on council. He wants to make a difference. He's active in his local community. He does PTO events with me. We do trash cleanups. He volunteers his time at the local veterans center, homeless center to build, use his construction skills. You know, he's a pillar in this community and he wants to have a voice in helping our borough move forward. And and that's key here, but it's also in realizing that if this is what's been, this is what is affecting someone who's a middle-aged white guy, what's happening to these minority communities yes. where these, these teenagers who are 16, 17 are getting charged with drug felonies, and then they end up being rehabilitated, which is the purpose of prison. And then they end up 
wanting to be part of their community and serve them after doing their time, like what's happening there? This is an unjust law and it needs to be addressed. And that's what Dave's ultimate goal here is that, you know, ultimately he wants to serve on the council, but he wants to make sure that this law changes and he wants to make sure that it, it changes for everybody. And if that is just locally state or, or nationally, and that is his goal here. Yeah. And so as, as a libertarian, um, obviously I'm not a fan of people commit crimes against somebody like you know uh any any crime that hurts somebody else like there has to be a victim and yes i would say that what dave has did what dave did there is a victim um freak it sounded like but but also i know that he served uh for four years of his three to six year sentence of his three to six year sentence i know he served four years for these crimes and if this is somebody that you still feel is a danger to society or a danger to himself, why? Um, so once they get out, I personally think all rights need to be restored. You need to treat them like nothing has ever happened in the past. Yep. If you are worried that they are going to continue to commit some sort of heinous crime against somebody else, you shouldn't let them out of prison. Exactly. Um, and I've talked about it on the show a lot. I have struggled with addiction. Uh, I, if you name it, I probably like, and it's not, it was not an easy thing to get through. So I understand the addiction. Um, I definitely, when I was going through some of the harder parts of that, I did things I'm not proud of. I was just lucky enough. I didn't. Yeah. Dave's Dave's situation is he was dealing with those and he passed out on the backseat of his car of the car and his friends were inside. So Dave was an accomplice to the actions while not necessarily Mm. being actually in a part of them. Um, However, with the way that the law works is he's charged just like them. um, And that's why he has what he has. So it's, it's just, it's, I agree. I mean, yes, he did harm or was a part of harm being done to a business and an establishment and and putting someone in a position where they felt like their life was in danger because they used a bb gun and who i can't tell the difference between a bb gun and a regular gun i'm not that you know i don't know that much about guns um so you know that was but then you know for those dave made a really good point monday is that those who re-offend it's 46 percent of people still re-offend and he made sure he was not going to be one of those numbers. Yeah, and he has done basically that. Basically, a coin flip. Yeah, basically, and he made sure that he did not reoffend in his life. He's lived his, you know, he, I don't remember the last time he's gotten a speeding ticket. So, like, he really just, you know, tries to be an example. And I think that having um, our son now as that to be that role model for it, you know, this is proof. And he just wants to show him that, you know, you can make mistakes, but you need to learn from them and move forward. And that's why he wanted to run for council. And, you know, we were really excited that he won. And now we're stuck with this, you know, this dilemma, not dilemma, but the situation where, you know, we have to try and convince the DA to try to not pursue it. Because here's the thing is that the mayor of York City, who Spike, I ended up introducing Spike to when he was here in New York. Um, he's a felon. 
He has, he's a felon and he's mayor of New York City. He has drug trafficking offenses from the early 90s and he, he, he's mayor. And, you know, um, there's someone who just won mayor up in Northern Pennsylvania from the Molten Maneuver. Uh, she was not a Molten Maneuver candidate, let me say that. Um, she actually ran a contested race and won fairly, which is awesome. Awesome. Um, but she has a felony on her records and I won't dive into it because that's not my place to tell, but hers is more recent. Dave's is almost 20 years old and hers is literally within the last few years. So, you know, this is not just a random thing. You know, there's cases where that they never pursued it or haven't yet pursued it. And it just, it makes you question about the partisan. And, you know, the president got really mad at the borough council meeting on Monday. I mean, he was like shaking a little bit. Um, I felt really bad because we are acquaintances and friends and I didn't want to put him in that situation. But he got really mad when someone addressed that it was a partisan situation. And it's like, you know, whether you try to make it partisan or not, it's still a partisan position. And there's still some loyalties that you may not try and put forth but you definitely still do um and and i want to believe that it's not that um but he was actually going to appoint dave he talked to, to dave about trying to appoint him here earlier this year and now all of this is happening and it just makes me makes us question you know what's really going on here um so our next steps um not that you asked for them but i'm gonna give them to you anyway <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so be, before we get to before we yeah. get to the next steps, I do I do have a couple of questions. Um, I was wondering, like, what what is the goal? Like, do they want nobody to be in this council seat? Do they want so, to appoint somebody? Like, is there like a backup plan, or is it just like anti day? So we got them to acknowledge what would happen um, at the meeting on Monday. So if Dave were to be found um, uneligible um, for the position by the court, if the DA were to pursue it, um, then they would uh, make an announcement that the seat is vacant, and then they would have 30 days to take um, applications and resumes for someone to be appointed. That person would then have to run if they decided they wanted to maintain that seat in the election in November. Okay, so there would be like an interim uh, yeah. borough council member that would sit in until November elections in 22. Yeah. And let, let's just make sure we, <clears throat> we reiterate this is that the seat was already vacant and no one right. wanted to fill that seat for last over a year. So. Right. Yeah. It, you, yeah. I believe you said it had been vacant for like a year and a half, or two years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. For a significant long time. Right. Um, and th I mean, that's insane because somebody admittedly, admittedly made a mistake. In which he also says, look, I was struggling, I was addiction, I was doing all of this, I got caught up in this terrible scenario, served my time, since then, like you said, uh, has been going out and doing a lot of work for uh, the homeless shelters, been doing community work, he's on the PTO, uh, he is showing that you can turn your life around, he is somebody out there who is showing, look, I made mistakes when I was younger, I don't live by the I am one of the 54 the Right. I'm one of the 54% who didn't uh, recommit. Uh, so instead I turned my life around. Uh, he owned a business and then he sold it. Uh, where yep. I, I know, I know I saw that in my somewhere. And 
Yep. He, he owned a steel fabrication company with his yep. cousin's husband, but with, yeah. And, um, it's still up today and running it's, I mean, at one point they had done over a million dollars in a year. Um, as of right now, he's second in command at his job. It's his boss. And then it's him on who makes decisions. And he was actually told by his boss and her husband that in the event, she would want to step away and not be a part of the everyday activities that he would be the one to take over. So he's in a position of trust there. Now, granted, it's not, you know, within the, the society's standpoints, it's a private business, but I mean, if she can delegate all of that trust in hundreds of thousand dollar projects oh yeah i mean there has to be something to be said for that there and i don't know how much the ellis town borough because is that like county no so it's got the county is larger and then you have different little municipalities there's about three thirty five hundred registered voters in dallas town borough okay um so yeah, I can't imagine that the Dallas Town Borough uh, is is dealing with like massive amounts of no. anything, and he wasn't nope. wasn't caught embezzlement. He wasn't caught nope. for that. He got caught being a at twenty two. Like I hate to say, a lot of people who are watching this are twenty two. You're still a kid, yeah. um, and. When you're 22, you are still going to make dumb mistakes. If I look back at when I was 22 years old, I remember uh, a lot of the decisions that I made. Well, I remember most of them. A lot of them I can't remember because I struggled with addiction for a really long time. Um, but I remember a lot of the decisions that I made and uh, a lot of the people that I dated and a lot of the life choices. that, And I'm not proud of many of them. Yeah. So... I would hate for somebody to sit there and if I were to run for something, pull something from years old and say, well, you did this. Then I would have to look them in the eye and go, honest, but I'm not going to doubt you. Um, But I would hate for that to be what they are reminding me of, what what they believe I, uh, what they think I should be judged on we're told daily to, to learn from our mistakes. I mean, that's something I, you know, I teach in the schools and we teach the kids, you know, is this a good choice or a bad choice? And, you know, they go, it's a bad choice. Are you going to do it again? No, you know, you learn from your mistakes and that's how you grow as a person. And, and especially in a society, that's how you grow as a voter and as a community, you know, activist and things like that. And you, he made a really good point at Monday's borough council meeting is like, you don't, if you've never been in the shoes that I've been in, then you don't know the problems that we have in this government. And, you know, until you can see the laws from the other side, how will you know what needs reform? And, and I think that's a key thing to say here is, you know, to say you smoked a joint or something is not to have been caught with it and to be jailed for it, you know, to see, you know, you got away with smoking a joint. Fantastic. And I'm probably using all the wrong lingo because I've never done any of that. But anyway, um, you know, but you, you would smoke a joint. That is okay. You you at least got that. Um, so, you know, but to, to try and compare apples and oranges, it's, it's, 
it's asinine. And, you know, to have someone on there who has some life experience tell you how the other side sees it or how the other side is affected is going to be beneficial to any society, not just Dallas town, but York, York city, York county, you know, all of Pennsylvania, Detroit, Michigan, whatever. (laughs) Um, It's going to be beneficial everywhere. And we talk a lot on Muddied Waters of Freedom and on actually every show that we have on. Uh, we talk a lot about criminal justice reform because a lot of it is intended to make sure that people will commit more later. It is intended to keep people down. They say, this is for your own good. And so once you get out, they give these insane probation people, insane meetings. You know, when I went through probation, um, when I went through probation, I was probation for two years and monthly with random drugs, um, which, you know, I figured fix that. Um, but like I had to pay X amount, then I had X amount of yeah. community service. And I was like, how do I have time to even work? When I also have to do community service. And I'm showing yep. up randomly drug tests and I have to do this. And then Whenever I say, hey, I have to leave because I have to go meet my PO, my boss is like, that really, this is somebody I really want to have here. I have yeah. to explain to him why I'm there and then defend why I should continue working there, which is how you find yourself in other jobs that aren't exactly yeah. legal. Uh, and then you get arrested. I didn't hear that thing. But... Um, <laughs> But that's how people end up getting arrested again and they find themselves back in the system. And it's just meant to recycle mm-hmm. people over and over and over again. To be somebody who gets out and doesn't ever reoffend isn't is nearly well, it's about a fifty it's a coin flip on whether or not it's possible or not. And to the people that can do it, it's amazing. Uh, to the people who can't do it, I understand, and we need to fix the system because the Absolutely. system has been rigged from the beginning in order to make sure that you do reoffend because they want you to be in there. Uh, if it's private prisons, it's because they get money from the state. If it's non private prisons, it's because they want the free labor. You know, it's all set up in order that people continually end up in that system, in that cycle. Forever be a slave of the government. That's one hundred percent true. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, I don't know how to follow that up, but that's one hundred percent accurate. I mean, it's it's absurd, and you know, it's supposed to, we we feed everybody the line that it's rehabilitation and everything like that, but it's not. It's a paycheck for um, yeah. all of these crony companies and the crony government to just keep these people locked up and it's destroying families. It's destroying communities. It's destroying everything. And it's not beneficial to the American society as a whole. Right. And I get into this conversation a lot with Republicans, well, mainly Republicans. Um, I used to get into it with Democrats too, but now more on Republicans. Republicans are even idea system um if somebody gets out all rights need if they're like well they committed a violent felony and they shouldn't be able to own a gun i'm like well you know the second amendment that you hold so dear yeah says shall not be infringed well yeah but they you know murdered somebody why are they out of prison they're gonna murder somebody else 
I don't know, maybe. Well, then why did you let him out of prison? <laughs> if you yeah. think that they might murder again, don't let him out of prison. I don't know if you know this, but according to FBI statistics, most people are murdered with hammers, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's hammers. That sounds um, about accurate. Right. Uh, so why, if you're going to let them out, give them their voting rights. Give them their, give, let them own weapons. Let them do I, whatever. I will say, I will say in Pennsylvania, while you don't get your gun back, um, we do restore voting rights. And this is, this was one of my fun experiences with Spike when he was up here. Um, you know, you have to be free of any debt to the state. So you can't owe any money or have probation or anything like that. But the moment you are out of any debt to the state and can't like be sent back to prison, then you have your voting rights reestablished. And, you know, if we realize that they can vote, I feel like they should be able to run for office. And here's the thing. He can run for president. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He can run for U.S. Congress. But but they won't let him be on a on a borough council with thirty five hundred voting people. That was what I was going to say. if the law was that anybody with a felony wouldn't be able to run, there'd probably be a lot of senators sweating their positions. And also really yes. glad that their dad had money to pay. Yep. Make sure that did not for record. Um, fun, fun little fact I'm going to tell you about myself after. So I was, went through probation uh, for something. Like I got caught in Virginia. And that ended up being two years of probation. Um, it was a second offense because I got a... Oh, this kid's on his way to being an awful human being. Uh, but it was making it hard to find jobs. I ended up finding work. I don't want to call it a job because it wasn't legal. Um, <laughs> but I ended up finding a way of making money. Uh, where I was dealing cards at an underground poker tournament room. And we had games like four nights a week. I was making insane money. Because I don't want to know how much money (laughs) when I was doing illegal things. And um, I ended up missing a night. I was like, hey, I'm not going to come in. I have a date. And they were like, okay, cool. Go. Like, cool. I'll be there on saturday uh that night the game got raided by the cop and everybody there got arrested i had been um i still got called in for questioning because my name was in a book because they owed me like a thousand dollars and uh i never got uh, but I you didn't wrote, go to jail but i didn't go to jail so it was pros and cons it. pros and cons mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, that's what the system does. Like it kind of pushed me into this scenario. I didn't really have a choice at, like, I was like, I'd need a job. And somebody said, can you deal cards? And I said, I can real fast. Got a job. And so I started doing it and I did it for years. It was. And then I got off probation while there. That did not help my addiction issue. Um, (laughs) But so what is it that people can do in order? Like, I know that you guys are trying to fight the deep. I know that you're trying to fight this. You're working on a way to make sure that 
that Dave can take his seat, his rightful seat. His rightful uh, seat. His rightful seat on January 3rd. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it that, what are the steps? What are we planning on doing? So in the next couple of weeks, we're working on trying to um, ask, well, encourage people, ask for support and reaching out to the local DA um, to see, uh, to encourage him to not pursue this, that it was an uncontested seat that had been sit- sitting vacant for over, for about a year or over a year. Um, and, you know, that there's already Mayor Helfrich, who is, has felonies, who's serving as mayor. Um, and just, I, I asked that we ask that you do it politely and respectfully, you know, cause we don't want to, you know, make it worse, <laughs> but, um, you know, and then, I mean, I can't stop people from reaching out to the Dallastown borough, but, um, and Dave might kill me for saying this, but he's, he's drugged up upstairs with some NyQuil. So, um, the borough, he'll hear, are, he'll hear this tomorrow. The borough are, are friends of ours and they do do stuff for the community. But as we all know that things start locally and they have the ability to ask them not to pursue this. They have the ability to say that we don't want to follow this law that they deem is is um relevant in this case um but when you look at the pa handbook for the boroughs it states the only residence the only requirement qualification needed is a residency requirement which he succeeds and meets by over six years um you know if if anybody would like to i'm not gonna we're not gonna push but you know again you can ask them to show support to dave um they specifically said the borough manager, or I'm sorry, not her, the borough president specifically said during Monday's meeting that Dave is a pillar in this community. And so he acknowledges that. And I don't understand why you wouldn't want that in the council. So, I mean, they have the ability to show support and ask the DA whether they want to admit it or not. And so, but really we're asking people to reach out to the DA Um, we have established a Facebook page. It's called qualified to serve. Um, and it is for the efforts of changing laws like this and other ones going forward in the event that the DA wants to pursue this, we will have what is that facebook.com slash qualified to serve. Yes. Okay. I I wanted to make sure before I hit enter. No, you're fine. (laughs) Um, in the event that the DA wants to pursue this, we have a website ready to go up, which will have a legal fund donation link in there for anybody who would like to donate to this cause. This, all this money will go towards fighting Dave's case and then fighting other cases to change the law here in Pennsylvania and hopefully nationally um, where we're applicable. Um, and we're actually looking for anybody who would be interested in providing any content for the website as well to, to provide backstories and perspectives um, that might help in pushing forward and changing this law. So right now, what's up is the Facebook page, which is Qualified to Serve on right. Facebook. Um, and then if anybody would have any questions or want to know how else they can help, we have Qualified to Serve at gmail.com as a reach of contact. Contact for um dave and myself and i am putting all of the comments here and on the website and on the show notes. <laughs> um well yeah that i mean it's it's absolutely insane so everybody politely politely 
politely with an reach out to dave sunday reach reach out to dave sunday he's uh, the district attorney in york county in york county uh phone number seven one seven 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 one ninety six hundred um yep. and his email is dw sunday at yorkcountypa.gov york county dw sunday dark wing sunday uh at yorkcountypa.gov um, one one other thing we've thought about doing real quick um is we've actually had a lot of support from local residents in the borough that they don't care about his past and they would want him to serve so um something we are contemplating doing during the holiday break is going around to petition. So if anybody is local and would like to help us go around and petition and get signatures from those that would be okay with him serving on the council, despite his back, um, backstory, um, we welcome you to reach out to us to help us, you know, there's 3,500 registered voters in Dallas town, and we would like to reach a majority of those. Oh, something I wanted to ask, uh, that I forgot to ask earlier. Where did this, like, where did, what happened 20 years where, where was this york county so the people in the area probably already had some sort of idea that this had happened. yeah and um the person who i believe brought this to the borough made it a statement to someone else who is the, who told me back in july um and for those who don't know the the filing period for pennsylvania paperwork had to be submitted by the by the beginning of august so they had this knowledge prior to him filing the paperwork that they could have challenged his paperwork and did not. And then the state certified his win. So this could have all been addressed back in July, early August, and we could have just been told, oh, he doesn't qualify back then and not had to deal with this. And then I could have ran, to be honest with you, for this seat and, you know, and still been a thorn in their side. Right. But um. And add another thing to do to your day. Yeah. Because why not? Why not? Because <laughs> there's 29 hours a day in York County, Pennsylvania. Especially in Dallas. Especially in Dallas town, yes. Especially in Dallas town. Um, yeah, so everybody go reach out to Dave Sunday, the district attorney of York County. Please do it politely. Uh, assertively. And assertively, but politely. But politely. Like, don't go threatening anybody. No, like, please don't any do family. that. Don't do that. You know, just say, hey, look, this is wrong. This shouldn't be. That was 20 years ago. In the Pennsylvania Constitution, it says in the last 10 years. Uh, the Pennsylvania Constitution general- actually doesn't state any. It states felonies while in office for public officers, for people running for borough and things like okay. that. It actually says to to uh, be committed of a felony while in office. The only thing about the felonies previously, which was, by the way, I forgot to say this earlier, I'll say it real quick. That law was changed. It used to be on a case-by-case basis, but in 2011, a rights bill, which is also York County, apparently we have all the felons in York County, um, <laughs> and there's Philadelphia in the state, so who would have known? Um, the, uh, the guy who was running for mayor or something in Wrightsville had bribery charges or something i don't know it was some crazy stuff with pictures i'm not entirely sure of the whole story but that's what actually changed the case law for this specific standing um where they added other infamous crimes so 
it's just, yeah. So we just, we want to just make them known that he didn't, he's not running for general assembly. So article two does not. Yeah. Article, does not, article two does not qualify. Yeah. It's not part of what he's running. So, and it's not referenced in the borough handbook, which in the borough handbook, it references section article seven, I believe it is, which is the public officer section. Um, it references that it says, look there. <laughs> so if it wanted article two, section seven or six or whatever it is to be referenced as a point of qualifications, then it should reference it in the borough handbook. And if that's the case, then you need to make those adjustments. But Dave was given Pennsylvania constitutions by our local representative that were fixed in 2018 and printed in 2021 and infamous crimes does not state felonies at all, even under the section that they're using. So everything is just, it's the government. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) It is the effective and efficient government that uh, so many people every single day in the newest form of the first room. Um, But yeah, so respectfully but assertively reach out to Dave Sunday at dwsunday at yorkpa, yorkcountypa.gov or at the phone number that Matt just said. 717-771-9600. And they're open from 8 to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Um, you can also go to the Facebook page. You can like mm-hmm. it. You can find I mean, find updates that are happening. Uh, and you can also, assuming also, reach out to help uh, in, in any way if you want to there or at qualified to serve at gmail.com. Yep, that's the that's the tagline he's using because he wants to make this more widespread than just this specific case. He wants to change the laws because they're unjust. Yes, and I will say this is this is a great springboard to like terrible. Thing. I don't want that to get misconstrued, but um, it's a great springboard to be able to bring more attention to something like that, yep. where you can say, "Look, twenty years ago." made a mistake uh i obviously made a mistake these people tried to keep me. we need to change the laws that make sure do that that way this can't happen to somebody else and yep like you said earlier this does uh disproportionately minorities and lower income areas than it would from uh so in order to make sure that this doesn't happen to people who are trying to better their community their their lives trying to make an improvement need to get these laws changed because again if you have served your time mm-hmm. and you haven't been a reoffender there is no reason that you shouldn't be able to run for office there isn't a reason you shouldn't be able to vote there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to um, well, you should and then be able to, to follow anything. follow up on that two things um one is you know, when you fill out a job application, a lot of them state, you know, have you had a felony in the last seven years, 10 years, there's, there's, you know, maybe there should be some kind of time restraint after having committed a felony and, you know, what have you, that's for a discussion another time. But I mean, if you can fill out an application and not have to, if he doesn't have to put it on his application now, because it's past the time frame that, you know, the standard is, you know, why is it still a concern here? And, um, the other thing slipped my mind, so it's apparently not relevant. <laughs> as, as my dad used to say uh, when I was like, I came in here to tell you something, but I forgot what it was. He would always say it was important. 
instead. Uh, now I find myself using his idioms. I hate it. It's the, the torture <laughs> of growing old. <laughs> My dad likes to say it is what it is. And I used to hate that. And now I use it like all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, my dad used to do, I would give him the, I would ask him, uh, you know, can we do something? He would say no. And he, why? And he goes, because. Because isn't an answer. Now I'm like, because. Because isn't an answer. It's a good enough. Yes. Why can't you? Because I said you can't. <laughs> because I said you can't. Why can't yeah. we do that? Because. And if I finish that sentence, I don't. I don't want um also you've been terrible to me. I don't afford you. Um well thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate it. Uh sorry that we um sorry that Dave couldn't be here and I'm a little sick too. <laughs> hey, you know, it's I will always have you on as a guest, no matter oh, no matter your your medical standing. <laughs> So we just have to do it in the next three months so I can be the only one who's been on here three times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time today. Um, and uh, whatever you need from me, from Spike, from anybody, it might let us know. We are willing to help. Love Dave. We support Dave. And uh, we, everybody knows that, yes, he is qualified to serve. And he rightfully won that seat and he earned it. And Serves it to, uh, and he needs to. And that's what he did twenty he, years. It doesn't. What he, but it does not matter. But what he did two weeks ago should. He spent three hours in a Grinch costume at a child's elementary school, and I think that that shows you the kind of man he is now, right? And not who he was. So yeah, I wouldn't be two hours in a <laughs> costume. He, side note, real school. quick, because it's hilarious. He actually, we live two 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 blocks from the house he got dressed at home walked there through town as the Grinch in full character and when even no one was around that he knew of he was in character and people noticed it when they were driving their kids to like volunteer and stuff and he was just an absolute joy the kids are still talking about how amazing he was and you know I just I think that that's the kind of person that you should ha want to have on your council is someone who goes yeah. to the the town tree lighting and goes to the town borough Christmas party and wants to be involved in the local community stuff like that's who it is and that's who Dave is and that's what Dave wants to do and we're just pleading with everyone to help us in making that happen and really anybody who's willing to Daniel Day Lewis the Grinch uh, who's going to method act the Grinch uh, that's the person that I want up there serving me yeah. On, on on the borough council uh, <laughs> i drink your milkshake he was telling the kids that he was listening to their christmas list while they were telling santa so that he knew which houses to go to to take the best presents <laughs> that's great that's fantastic i can i can imagine jason lying <laughs> um definitely not me i wouldn't do anything like that i am way too kind um but no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell to our audience before we sign off here tonight? Um, just 
thank you for watching Matt's show. It's awesome. And he's awesome. And you should always watch it on Thursday nights when he decides, you know, to have the podcast. Right. But um... in, all, in all fairness, <laughs> the, the weeks that I didn't have it was either because we had the muddied Zoom, which you mm-hmm. can be a part of if you go to Anchor. Um, and you can be a member of the muddied Zoom, muddied Zoom once a month. Uh, on, uh, and then one week was Thanksgiving. And then one week I had an emergency. I All I heard was excuses. On... All I heard was excuses. <laughs> In all seriousness, thank you for having me on. And just, um, yeah, if, just help Dave because I know he wants to serve. And if he can end up not serving, that's fine because you're right. This is a springboard on so many other things. They're going to help so many more people. And that's Dave's goal. He'd actually been talking about starting a nonprofit to help people in prison, figure out what abilities they have when they leave prison, what, you know, rights and and everything that they have and helping them get job placement and community service to have job skills and what have you. So this is just a springboard into so many more things that he has in his site on his dream board. So well hopefully uh all of the dreams on his board come true um i think that's how that works i never read the wish or the i i he does everything to make sure that i can do the stuff that i want to do so i'm just going to make sure that i help him do everything he wants to do that the relationship everybody should achieve for uh that's the relationship everybody should want because sarah and i have this um, congratulations by the way oh thank you Thank you. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, I got it. You used all of that dealer money to buy her a big old ring. <laughs> I did. I used every penny of that card dealer that I still have that I kept sure, yeah. all of uh-huh. those years of being an addict um, to, uh, to buy her that ring. Um, <laughs> no, but thank you so much. Uh, we are both very excited. Uh, fun fact run off out of pure joy out of pure joy uh <laughs> out of pure joy no she she had just actually gotten over being sick how we romantic going, i know i know because that's the kind of romantic i am i'm like you know I just, the last few days and you know what still i still want to see that face when i wake up that's yeah. right. It's the only face I want to see. So how about you, Mary? And she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yes. And I was like, that does not bode well. And then I convinced myself it was um, like when you leave getting your car washed and a bird poops mm-hmm. on it. They're like, that's good luck. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's all that was. Yeah, that's I agree. <laughs> well, no, thank you so much. I am going to close this out if you want to hang okay. out for a couple of minutes. Um, and if you go because i get it um but i will talk to you soon either way thank uh, you do everybody here's another free shot of joe Solosky because uh uh to everybody else make sure that you go to the muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store uh and pick up your gear today uh if you want to become a member all you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied water slash subscribe and you get 
10% off in the Muddy Water store, you get weekly or nope, monthly uh, live Zoom meetings with Spike and myself and Jason Lyon and every other member of the Muddy team. Uh, you get 20% off at Defy the Power. You get exclusive content. There is so much packed in for what is literally less than two Starbucks drinks a month um, for literal pennies a day. You could help feed, um, and that would be. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, join us back here, Eddie Waters Meet next Monday. Jason Lyon has Dan Berman on the show. Dan Berman is going to be here uh, next Monday, and then on. I got to pull up my calendar because I didn't put these in the notes because. That's how I am. And then on Tuesday, of course, uh, me and Spike Cohen, I know, are going to be parsing through the week's events. Like the... Are we in winter? Is it winter yet? Is it... Like the sweet autumn cherubs that we are. Um, like the sweet autumn cherubs that we are. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a great time. This is going to be the Christmas special. We are going to have a fun Christmas-themed frame episode. And uh, we are trying to get a message from Arnold, who is going to be giving you a year-end wrap-up of all great things libertarians have done. And uh, I'm going to try to put together a list of things that happened this year that you forgot about. Um, so tune in for that. And then next week, you are not going to believe who Spike's guest is next Wednesday. Uh, it's You're, you're not going to believe it. It's unbelievable, uh, but... He's going to have to tell you about it later. And then next Thursday, join me right here on the writer's block, 8 o'clock Eastern, for Amy Lepore, who was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, and I had to cancel it to her. apologize profusely. But uh, she was the vice chair, is the vice chair, is the vice chair of the Delaware LP. And, uh, well, there's some shenanigans going on. And we're going to talk about those shenanigans. So join me right back here next week. And uh, have yourselves a fantastic week. Until next week, I am Matt Rowe. You are perfect just the way you are.